0: Comfortably. So, good evening, everyone, on this cold evening, and everyone on Zoom. It said in the mythology of Buddhism, it said that when the baby Buddha was born, he pointed one finger at the heavens and one at the earth and said, um, Above the heavens, below the heavens. Only I, alone and sacred. Very precocious baby, (laughs) with a very big ego. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But what's the meaning of those words? Um, I alone, um, above the heavens, below the heavens. Only I, alone and sacred. Um, I want to touch on looking at um, uh, the experience of individuality um, in Zen practice and how, because we emphasise so much the no self-experience, you know, and the, the dissolving of the separate self, um, don't confuse that with the social experience of actually becoming more individuated. As you, If you practise Zen and you're mature in practice, you actually become more individuated as well as more connected. And there was a piece that I was um, asked to write for our... Um, Melbourne Zen Group's newsletter um, just expanding on something I said in a, in a Dharma talk some time ago um, about the, the courage that's required to practice the precepts and in particular the courage that's required to practice the precept of um, not speaking ill of others and how it challenges you to, to stand alone sometimes and to act. Um, in an indi- individual kind of way because from time to time in our lives um, where um, uh, we find ourselves in situations uh, with other people work um, fam you know relatives or whatever um, where, where, where we're we're um, involved in hearing harmful speech you know speech which is gossiping about others in a in a judgmental way, putting them down, um, hearing um, racist comments from other people, um, hearing sexist comments from other people, um, or just basic generally language which is um, harsh and and, and harmful. Uh-huh. So, so what do you do? What do you do if you if you're someone who's committing to the precepts of, um, you know. Um, not not harming through speech and action, what do you do in those situations? Mm-hmm. We're all challenged by that to one degree or another. And it requires the courage to actually stand alone as an individual and not conform to a group think. And, and if you don't go along with the group joke or the group view, um, then you risk being um, criticised or you risk being ostracised, you know, or you risk being your, your, uh, your position being challenged in some kind of way. Now, if I reflect on um, what I do when I'm confronted with those situations, there's no one response that you make. You, you know, wisdom is responding as you need to in each circumstance as you arise. There's not one one-size-fits-all response if I reflect on some of the things I do when I'm confronted with this situation, sometimes I will just um, say nothing and be expressionless and just not do anything which implies any approval of it. Sometimes that's what I do. At other times, I might call it out, that I think that it's harmful. At other times, I might say, it's not a conversation I want to be engaged in. Sometimes I might use humour to defuse the situation. You know, but there's a variety of different responses. There may be many more um, that you may think of. But I find that, um, that the older I get, that um, passively acquiescing to harmful speech just isn't an option for me anymore. And uh, yes, this is various. Ways. I don't have to challenge it each time, um, but I don't have to go along with it either. And um, it takes it takes courage to do that. It means you've got to stand alone as an individual mm-hmm, to do that. And uh, because if you if you if you just passively acquiesce to it and agree with it or laugh along with it. Um, in, in a sense, what you're doing is you, you're enabling harmful speech in others. You know, they get a reward from doing it, and they think you're agreeing with it. Um, so Zen practice, um, as I said, it, it's, a, it's an experience of being... Of exper- you experience your aloneness in the world and you experience your interconnectedness with everything in the world at the same time. Now, to a linear, logical person, those two things don't together. It's got to be either that or it's that. Uh, but if we, if we go back to direct experience and direct experience that comes through meditation and ethics and, and insight, and the more we recognise the experience of no self, we see that being alone and being connected with everything else, are just like the head and the tail of the same coin, right? or the head and the tail of the snake. They're all one thing. They're just different aspects of, of reality. So they're opposites, apparent opposites that actually go together rather than things which mutually exclude one another, and the importance of coming back into our own individuality can be seen in a lines from one of our koans. I'll just tell you the, the verse rather than the koan. But it's a very well-known Zen verse. Don't draw another's bow. Don't ride another's horse. Don't discuss another's faults. Don't explore another's affairs. Mm-hmm. So with Zen practice, if you, if you become, um, the more you become embodied in your own experience. And I don't know of any, any better way to become embodied in your own experience through doing than through doing sasim, you know, and doing it for a lifetime. The more you do it, the more you embody it. And so you just come back to the basics of just being this experience in this embodied way. And you're no longer caught up so much in the bullshit that goes on inside your own head. Right. And and the less you're caught up in the bullshit that goes on in your own head, the less you are with other people as well. Right? And so there's a kind of liberation that actually occurs for a freedom that comes from being caught up in words and right and wrong and you know, and beliefs and so on. Of of, of any kind, religion, politics, personal views, whatever. They're just ideas that you might entertain, right? Um, but they're not things that you are fixated on or that you identify with. So when you become when you free up in that way, um, there is you, you just know it for yourself alone. That there is this experience that you are alone, like the Buddha said, you know, above the heavens, below the heavens, only I, alone and sacred. There's this manifestation of Buddha nature which is me. Uh-huh. And but it's not just me, it's everything. It's me and it's everything. And so um, that's what comes out of this practice. So don't um, fall into the mistake of thinking that to be egoless, you know, um, is the same as um, not being an individual. In fact, the, the opposite is true.